Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geeksplain Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my fellow Flash family, are going through every single issue of every single volume of the Flash Rebirth. This week, we are tackling volume 10 of the Flash, entitled Force Quest. Quest, quest. This is written by Joshua Williamson with art by Rafa Sandoval, Christian Deuce, Minkyu Jung, Jordi Tarragona, and Scott Hanna. And we are basically on the road. We are off on the road to Morocco with Flash and Iris <laughs> as they try to learn more about the forces that have been unleashed on the world. And I am joined, of course, by the only two men who I would trust to go on a backpacking trip around the world to figure out why these new forces are going to wreak havoc on my planet. First up, uh, he is just like me for real. He is the number one Iris West simp. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. God, does Iris just keep getting finer and finer? I mean, it, it, listen, I understand it's just my Lois Lane thing. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, but still, come on. It's just not fair. <laughs> And he's my own personal force ghost. It's Jacob Brown. Oh, use the force, Barry. And remember, uh, uh, don't be so uncivilized. Ooh. <laughs> These are the only Obi-Wan Kenobi quotes I know about. Other than, hello there. Hello there. <laughs> and I am not the fastest man alive. I am Eric Azana. We are... The book club boys we are here talking about our 10th flash volume this is part 11 of the uh of this season i'm having a fun time so far but this is no but, but what did you call this book what did you call this book off air what did i what did, what did i call you it? called it flash x this is flash saga this is I'm getting old, How folks. How quickly forgotten I'm getting it. Full, I'm getting old. Uh, I wasn't letting you get away with that. This is Flash X. The end of the road begins. Uh, they don't go to Rome, which makes me really, really sad because everybody's going to Rome these days. Whether but it's, that does mean that Rome survives. So, you it's know. True. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> a little less destruction in Rome. So, two so. out of three. It was fucking wild to me. I finally got to watch. Um, Mission Impossible, uh, yes. Dead Reckoning Part 1. And oh, I was yeah. shocked that during this Rome chase, that just off in the distance, we didn't see the Vatican get blown up. Just <laughs> to continue to thread that needle that those two are in the same universe. I'm still convinced. I, I One day, they're going to run into each other. Let's just officially give it up for Palm Clementoff. Who the is best character in the movie? Fucking Holy shit. Uh, se ooh, second best, maybe. I love Grace. I Grace love Grace rules. too, but I see I the only problem that I have, we're getting deep into spoiler territory here. So if you don't want to hear spoilers for Dead Reckoning Part One, skip forward to like five minutes. Wait, that means uh, it's time to accept the mission. Oh. Light the fuse. Incredible. Incredible. Mission Incredible. 
Get right the friction. Uh, it, we are here at uh, Mission Incredi Brown HQ where Jacob Brown accepted a mission to watch every single Mission Impossible movie before he watched Dead Reckoning Part 1. And Jacob, I hear you have accomplished your mission. I I did. I did. Jacob, did you grab a laptop and say mission accomplished? accomplished. <laughs> you actually said it? Mission yeah, said, accomplished. I said it out loud. Jacob, like, I knew like you I were corny he, he as picked, hell. But... He picked up that box set that you lent him and just threw it across the room before it exploded. <laughs> and and into my like PS2 where it just was able to like download and everything really quick. I was really afraid the entity would actually just like get the click clack and he's like, I'm in. Yes. <laughs> I don't so, know how I was it, able to do that on my controller, but it was, yeah, it was very So before we give you instructions on how to do it, but then you realize it wasn't actually the Blu-ray that was giving you instructions. It was actually the entity and yeah. it was leading you into a trap. That's crazy. Oh, crazy. That's crazy. Fucking crazy. Fucking so b- before, we that, now, before we get to that, before we get to that, before we get to that, Jacob, and now we Jacob know you've you are, watched bro. every Mission Impossible movie. I, so I, I got to ask. What did you think? What did you think about the series? Yeah. What was your favorite? What was your least favorite? Where are you at? Um, honestly, this was like this was a really fun ride. Like it was I- incredible to see how each movie really kind of tried to top itself. And it's been a while since I've seen a series that was like that that actually succeeded it really well uh, in like trying to top itself each each movie especially in terms of not just of the action, but just like the story and progressing the story. That was another thing. I didn't expect each movie to be uh, continuous um, from, from the last, from the last episode, from the last movie. It started well, being I mean, that way after the third one. Yeah. But, it but, starts after three, after the third yeah. one. Yeah. The first yeah. three movies are just like, let's name this, this character and have it yeah. be the same actor, but completely yeah. different characters. But completely in every different characters. <laughs> and, and those are the three that are like, let's spit specifically into what type of movie comes out at this time. Yeah. Because the first one is very much a 1996 action movie. The second one is very much a 2000 action movie. A post-Matrix 2000 action movie. <laughs> a post-Matrix 2000 action movie by John Woo. And then the third one is very much what an action movie would be in 2005. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the beginnings of J.J. Abrams starting his like um, his whole like career from that time. It's his like, first feature film. Like, yeah, yep. the third film. That was like, very much. Went straight from rules. Alias to this. I know. I was the thing. I was just like, this actually is a great progression for him to get into this movie. You, um, Jacob, you should look up the history around Mission Impossible Three and like all the people who were going to direct Mission Impossible Three. It's actually super interesting. Really? Uh, oh. They were about to shoot a Joe Carnahan Mission Impossible Three. They had which would have been they incredible. had sets and everything. They were ready to shoot, would have and then been it all incredible. got shut down. I. <laughs> I will say, like, uh, I, out of any other director, I think it would have accomplished the one thing I did not like out of this entire series, and that is his wife. Yes, ba, I don't ba, like. Ba, 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 ba. Julia. I don't like Julia. I I don't like Julia. that. Okay, here. Why are you so getting here. progressively more Italian the more you see? Julia. Uh, Julia. <laughs> Julia. She, I, I thought you were going a different route that was way bad um i thought the <laughs> yeah, 
I thought you were going to anyway. Uh, I I didn't like the well. Okay, look, James Bond did it better in the sense of this. Um, they he had a wife. They got he met his love. They got married, and then they then she got killed the same day they got they got married. It was yeah, that's it, tragic, bro. It's one of the I most tragic that. movies I've ever yeah. seen. It's one yeah. of the and it's the George Lazenby movie of all movies. That's that deals with that. And that's what the third one felt like. But if only they would have committed to the actual act of what they were doing, because if they did, it would have been awesome. It would have been way better. And that way you like we wouldn't have to drag it out for like three more. But, films. but then you don't get the reveal and fallout, which works so well. Yeah, I <laughs> really would have preferred her being dead. Just because no! like, it's a little more tragic. Julia! I know. Julia! I just, I, Julia! 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 Anyway, <laughs> so uh, Jacob, what, what was your, what was, let's, let's get the bad out of the way. What was your least favorite yeah. film out of the series? Um, it, oh God. That's a great question. <laughs> um, it probably is Protocol, Ghost Protocol. Interesting. That's so wild. I really thought that was going to be your favorite. I, I and it's funny because that is so Brad Bird. Okay, so, it is so, so incredibly Brad Bird because it's it's incredibly Brad Bird, but it's also like the most Roger Moore uh, <laughs> film out of yes. the entire franchise. It's the silliest. I don't. Yes, I don't it is. Like I don't like Roger Moore's James Bond that much. That's and fair. and uh, especially in the in the beginnings I did, but in the middles when it was starting to be a cliche and tongue in cheek, it was just like, yeah, this is not like the killer that we like established liking from the very beginning. And for those but of you who are unaware, if you're listening to this for the first time, Jacob had this theory after watching the first Mission Impossible movie that he was like, these are all just the James Bond movies. And he that that was how we hooked him. That was how mm -hmm. Mission Impossible mm -hmm. dug its claws into him because he was mm -hmm. able to align every movie from the series into a James Bond era. So, mm -hmm. and you Ghost can. protocol really, and you can, you totally can. Uh, like the first one is very much yeah. like Sean Connery. The second yeah. one is George Lazenby because of just being the odd duck. <laughs> it's just so much. The it's third so, one yeah. is another Sean Connery. Just like if sh when Sean but it's Connery when he came, came back, back. It's when he yeah. came back. <laughs> it's when he came back after it's the. Been, uh, that's really the what it is. One. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. It's like diamonds are forever and never say never yeah. again combined. That's what that third one. Yeah. Is. The, Ghost Protocol is totally Roger Moore movie. It hits all the beats. I really love the Kremlin uh, beginning when they were just like so good and doing the, fantastic like, it's sequence. It's so fantastic. Also, like, the music is, is so good at that point. Uh, like, but also when he's like waiting for Benji to open the the door. Yes. And he's just yep. like staring into the security camera. Camera, yeah. He's just like, come on. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it feels like this little dude that helped out uh, Roger Moore in one of those movies. It was like a sheriff from like some Louisiana, like old New Orleans. Like, yeah. 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 Yes, it That's does. It, yes. it feels very much like that. That they Rogue keep cutting Nation. back to and they put them in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, come on, more. Anyway, uh, uh, Rogue Nation. Oh, okay, Rogue Nation is Daniel Craig. It is what Spectre should have been. 
That is exactly a whole time yes. watching the movie. That's the Jacob. That's exactly that movie comes out like the same fucking year as Spectre. Yeah. Okay. That makes absolute I sense. It. I thought it came out first. Rogan. Yeah, it, it came out before, but yeah. it came out the same year. Because Spectre's 2015, right? And uh, Rogue Nation is 2015. Let's look it up. Let's see. Rogue let's, Nation. Let's look it up. I, I actually have it on your DVD. But like, that is exactly it. That's what Spectre wanted yeah. to be. Yeah. It was. Yeah, they're both 2015. Totally... Wild. They're both 2015. Because both 2015 yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah Rogue uh, Nation is the summer of 2015, and Spectre is the fall. It's very wild. And it's that, fucking yeah. embarrassing for Spectre. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, like, it's really. The death, death in the streets. Like, it's over. Yeah. No, yeah, it was like it. Somebody dragged out Spectre and like into the street and shot it to the head. It was, shot it dead, and it was Ethan yeah. Hawke. It was it was Ethan Hunt. Sorry, uh, it was Ethan Hunt <laughs> that did that. Yeah. Um, okay. uh, Rogue Nation quick, is probably the best one. It's the best one. It it's was the best one. It was my favorite, and it was the best one for me until, until we get to Fallout. Can't fight the is, friction. Oh my god. Fallout's such it, a close second. It's so good. It's such so a close good. second. It's super fucking good. Because because guys, it's it's a Pierce Brosnan movie. It's it's early it's Pierce a, Brosnan. Early Pierce. No, it's it's, it's okay. Tomorrow Never Dies and it's okay. mainly golden eye. It's got a little golden eye. Yeah. It's, I'll, it's, I'll, got, I'll give you that. it's got some go- it for sure has some golden eye. Like yeah, like 100%. Henry Cavill's character is very much Sean yes. Bean's character. Yeah, he's, he was he's double straight up. Yeah. Seriously, it was like you could even argue that actually Pierce uh, like you could switch those parts because Pierce Brosnan is a little more like um 008 and like uh ethan hunt is a little more like james bond a little oh for bit. sure you know what i mean because like well they, and it's they, yeah they both funny look too, like that because like yeah. i just like falcon when you said pierce brosnan because i remember we had this conversation where you were still watching them you're like yeah it's pierce brosnan and for whatever reason when i hear pierce brosnan i always go to die another day yes i love you that's I love always it. the one i go to Me and too, it's because of the madonna song it's the madonna yeah it's i guess madonna i'll die another, another day, day. <laughs> it's not my time to go also it's also if, my personal listener, favorite if you've never like... watched or heard die another day by madonna do yourself a favor that shit's a bop it's the it only good thing about that movie <laughs> hard disagree about that hard yeah. disagree that movie is disagree. very bad <laughs> like that is that is a very bad movie <laughs> it's it's cgi really does not hold up nowadays here's, here's um, a wild thing listeners can you believe that that's the bond movie that had a, that almost had a spinoff that's the only wild. one that really it's almost wild. had a spinoff for Ooh. jinx Oh, okay. It's <laughs> Halle Berry's character, Jinx. It's Halle Berry. Yeah, I mean. It's, it's Halle, Halle Berry post-Oscar. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody wanted to make a Halle Berry movie. Still, that's Seriously. fucking embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I, I could definitely see GoldenEye and Fallout, for sure. And for those yeah, of yeah. you just tuning in right now, uh, welcome to five minutes later. We still haven't talked about the spoiler stuff, so <laughs> jump ahead another five minutes. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, we but that brings us to Dead Reckoning. The best Grant Morrison Batman movie I've ever watched. I mean, this is exactly what they're trying to warn us of. And I (laughs) never would have made that comparison without us doing it, without us doing Grant Morrison's Batman earlier this year. Yeah, I I didn't even think about it, but you're absolutely right. It's a Gmo Batman movie. It's a Gmo Batman movie. Ethan Hunt is Batman. 
Grace mm-hmm. is easily Catwoman, like almost mm-hmm. to a T. It's yeah, it's, it's incorporated. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Ilsa it's is Talia. There. Talia Al Ghul. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I mean, yeah, we've got. Whew, woof. Uh, Ilsa Faust is the fucking best character. Plus, oh, best character of the franchise. And that's the problem that I have with this movie. Yes. But, like, <laughs> yes. And then you have no Dr. Daedalus slash Spiral slash, you know, Brother Eye, all of these different concepts yeah. as the entity. And then, you, and then you actually <laughs> then you have, literally have Deathstroke as Deathstroke. I was going to say, then you have Deathstroke as Deathstroke, the best live-action Deathstroke we've had. Thank you. Still yes. the best live-action Deathstroke. Oh, 100%. Is he incredible. is incredible. incredible in Titan Season 2. The only he good thing about Titan. Literally okay, the I only disagree. good thing. But he is incredible. And he's so in good in this movie. He's, he's really, so good in this movie. He's really good so in this movie. But um, my big problem... They killed Ilsa Faust. And that was yeah. my biggest problem with Grace, right? Because we, yes. they specifically mention in the movie, every sing- they, they talk about how every single adventure, Ethan's got a new flame. Ethan's got a new female protagonist. By the end of the movie, they're either right off in the sunset or they die. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but Ilsa's not in that. Like, Ilsa's not in that. She no. is, Ilsa's not in that she bracket? Is the equivalent to Ethan Hunt. Yes. And then they do it anyway. And it bums me out. I have a real problem with the first, like, act of that movie being a big fake out of, like, Ilsa is dead. I'm totally okay with the fake out. And then it leads to 20 minutes later, Ilsa is literally dead. Yeah. That is sloppy. That is really sloppy. Really unfortunate. Why kill off Like, come on. That sucks. You want to talk about characters who could get spinoffs like ilsa could leave the franchise <laughs> oh my god ilsa could leave the... i Listen, that was we all know that i'm a simp right we all... <laughs> exactly... yes we are aware but literally the first time that i saw the 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 trailer for rogue nation and saw the what i still think might be one of the greatest shots in cinema history her in the opera house with the her in the opera house sniper. with yeah. the leg up oh, oh jesus doing yeah. the like i think it's one of the back. best shots i've ever seen that opera house sequence in rogue nation is why it's the best fucking movie it's so because that entire sequence good. is so beautifully staged uh and but spoilers i guess for I my episode character. on that series that i did a few weeks ago yes. but like rogue nation <laughs> is for me the best it's the best because it changed the game for what you could do with those movies yes and introducing ilsa like giving like it is and solomon still having really great comedy like i think that movie has really Mm -hmm. hilarious comedic timing how Uh, about especially once ethan dies Uh, (laughs) solomon crane like solomon lane yeah and then having him come back as the only villain to come back come back entire series yeah uh, and he's terrifying coming like he, he comes I, back and you feel it mm-hmm. and it's fucking upsetting like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's great ilsa, he's great the movie's wonderful yeah it, it, for me ilsa dying was the best part of that movie um, you fucking so, contrarian asshole you contrarian asshole because it's because it's a it's great it's espionage guys I totally I've been waiting for her to die since like the second from the second movie. Like when she appeared. I was like, okay, this is where she's gonna Fuck die. Out of oh here. no, she's Ilsa living. should okay. never die. Ilsa I should forgot. never die. Fuck out of here. I'm gonna be honest, I you forgot what? that she was still around it's when a... we started red reckoning. <laughs> the fuck out of here. You know, it's okay. We're just gonna dip her in a Lazarus pit. It's gonna be great. 
Yeah. God, sure. I hope. So. God, I, I really hope so. Um, it's Tali Al Ghul. It's gonna be great. Red Reckoning is great. I, I great would, movie. I would categorize categorize it as a, a Daniel Daniel Craig movie because it's very much reminds me of two bad movies made into one good movie, which is Quantum of Solace. And we actually, it's uh, a little bit of Pierce Brosnan. It's two opposites. That's what I was trying to think of. It was two opposite James Bonds, where it's uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan's Tomorrow Never Dies and, uh, and, Quantum, uh, of Solace. and Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Interesting. Trying yeah. to see that. Yeah. Yeah. The concept of like owning the world's water, you know, but like instead <laughs> it's a, it's, it's an, it's an AI machine. I was like, this is kind remember, of the equivalent of this kind of a little hey, bit. Hey, 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 Hollywood. Remember when Quantum of Solace came out and it's a dog shit movie? That's because that's a movie that was done off of a first draft because of the writer strike of 2007. Pay your fucking writers. Pay your fucking writers. Pay your fucking writers. Pay your fucking actors. Give people right. a living wage. Yeah, fucking jagoffs. <laughs> but yeah, I would. God damn, jagoffs. Nice one, cousin. Jagoffs. I <laughs> cousin. I really. What's up, wizards? <laughs> <laughs> we just finished season two. Oh my Holy god. Okay. Right. Oh my fucking god. We don't have time so to talk the about the. No, we we don't have time Richie to talk Redemption? about. It. We, we have to save we it. We have to save it. We have to save it. I can't <laughs> wait to be invited for the bear episode. Anyway, it's gonna be great. <laughs> the um, bear episode of Geek is gonna be amazing. It's gonna be incredible. That's that's my Avengers Endgame. I'm gonna bring literally every <laughs> single person who has ever recommended the bear to me. Um, no, I I I would say honestly, it's like Dead Reckoning is like a solid third. Well. Solid third place, I would say. Rogue Nation, Fallout, and then it's a toss-up between Dead Reckoning and Ghost Protocol. They're both very good. I just did my ranking yesterday. Ooh. Uh, Rogue Nation. Okay, so from the bottom. From the bottom. Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. Next, Mission Impossible (laughs) 3. Yeah. Okay. Next. Again, once you get past 2, it's a race of inches. Yep. Uh, Next, Ghost Protocol. Oh, next Dead Reckoning Part One. Oh, next the first Mission Impossible. My God, and then Fallout, and then Rogue Nation is number one. I mean, look, I respect it. I respect it. I think the first Mission Impossible is incredible. I think after seeing Dead Reckoning, it made me remember how much I love the first one. Yeah, I mean Dutch (laughs) angles be damned. Look That's at the all thing. those they Steven De Palma. A lot of specific things. I mean, it's weird. And Zerny's Kittrich. K- Kittrich, man. You have not seen me upset. Kittrich. Fuck. Kittrich gets all Kittridge. the fucking best lines in Dead Reckoning. He's the, so good. Our lives are the sum of our consequence. Or of fucking yeah. incredible. Uh, incredible. Between uh-huh. him and Shea Wiggum, because Shea Wiggum also gets the ultimate line with the ultimate <laughs> hair. Oh, oh God, Shay, God, what a head kiss of hair. me on the mouth, Shay Wiggum. Shay Wiggum. Uh, kiss good me hair. On the fucking mouth. Good hair. Oh, Jacob, that's the, Jacob. That's the important question here. Now that you've seen a whole franchise. Oh yes. What is your Tom Cruise hair? Which one does he have the best hair? 
Oh, um, oh, fuck. It's, um, Jesus Christ. Because everyone it's, has a different answer. Right? Everyone okay. has a different answer. Everyone it's, has a different answer. It's not fully, it's not fully Mission Impossible 2. It's the slightly okay. shorter version of that. You know what I mean? Like, I think Okay, so you're talking about Ghost Protocol, Ghost Protocol hair. Or is it Protocol? That's Ghost Protocol hair. It's Protocol, yeah. okay. Yeah. Ghost Where Protocol it's long, hair. but it's not that it's, long. It's yeah. not that long. It's just fluffy. It's like he got a trim. Know what I mean? Yeah. He just got a trim, and he's just gonna let it grow back out long again. Fair enough. A little time. Let me tell you that something. Good hair. Good, good hair. Good hair. That's good hair. Good hair, man. Good hair. That's my favorite. I Malcolm. You know, Bros Ghost Protocol. Real quick is just really like. Um, I will think. I will always like love Fallout and Rogue Nation, but I will always think of Pro Ghost Protocol as like. You know, when you have a new boyfriend and girlfriend or anything, but you're thinking about your ex a little bit sometimes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what Ghost Fucking Protocol, wild thing to say. That's that was what so funny. kind of what it is. It's I can always head. count on you for out-of-pocket commentary. That was and I, unbelievably out-of-pocket. You never yeah. disappoint. I'm not saying it's a personal issue. I'm just saying that, that <laughs> sometimes you're thinking. Your mind just slips, you know, and goes to different mind places. Wanders. And you're like, your mind wanders when you're just like, I'm having a good time. I wonder how my, I wonder how my other one is doing. You know. All right, Malcolm. I I think my favorite hair because I I really do like it when it's short. I like it for Same. Ethan when it's short, but I like it for Tom Cruise when it's long. That's fair. Um, so I I think my favorite might be the the what I call the Mark II as far as shortness, which again is Rogue Nation. Um <laughs> where Mark One would be like Fallout and Mission Impossible Three, where it's you know high and tight. Mark uh, one is the first one. Well I guess Mark it's One would be the first one. It's, the it's the highest the yeah, yeah that is the Mark. Yeah. So I guess Mark Three is my favorite then, which okay. is like the Rogue Nation hair is in between Protocol like the first and movie Fallout. and uh yeah yeah i guess it's between protocol and fallout literally yeah 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 that's i think that's my favorite. it's a little long in the front but like it's short on the sides you know so it can get a little messy in the front mm. yeah see i'm i'm a fallout guy i really dig his yes. whole look in fallout yeah. I, I i mean I, it's, it's it's between it's, that and three because they're very similar. That's that's the yeah. yes. Okay. Three is just yeah. a little choppier because that's the style choppier. at the time. Yeah. But I love the quiff that he has in Fallout. It's just yeah. oh, it's all I, hey, it's all good hair. It's all good hair. <laughs> I I also wanted to say my headcanon is ah, Jeremy Renner's headcanon. Yes, Jeremy Jeremy Renner's character is very much what I think of like before he goes to Berlin in the Black Widow movie. Uh, and then be eventually that, becomes that, that's pre Black Widow Hawkeye. It's pre Black yeah. Before they go to Budapest. Yeah, yeah. I think when like, life is still semi normal. Exactly. These first two, those two movies, uh, with him in them, I was just like, I, oh, this is I just what you imagine. You imagine he shows that. back up with with the hearing aid and a bow and arrow, and he's just like, hey man, shit got wild while I've yeah. been gone. Like, let me tell you about the last few years I've had. <laughs> let me tell you about this incident in New York. I was oh. in Japan. I killed a bunch of yakuza. I killed a bunch <laughs> of dudes. Like more I than I should have. Culturally appropriated for a while. <laughs> for a while. <laughs> for a good while. You might have heard of me, the Ronin. Oh man. Let me tell yeah, you about this. I, I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back because I actually really I, liked his character. I liked his. And I like the evolution I, of Brand. 
I didn't totally like agree. his character. I didn't like his character at first because I was disappointed. Yeah. Oh, this is the reason why I didn't like Ghost Protocol. It's because it didn't have Luther. That's why. Yeah, it, that's fair. It, if you would have given the character development that Jeremy Renner had to Luther's character, I think it would have applied the same way. And be I disagree. I, think I disagree. Because they're, they're because, very different characters. Because and, uh, Brandt is there to take over the franchise. And, and then he realizes, wait a second, yeah. this isn't a me franchise. This is an Ethan Hunt franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be here. The way that Jeremy Renner also old. realized this on yes. the set. Yeah. And then he becomes basically a producer. Like yeah. the whole yeah. like thing yeah. about like, oh, the Mission Impossible movies are kind of about making movies works really well yeah yeah and, and, and brant's <laughs> whole deal only works because of his unfamiliarity with everybody else yes right yeah so yeah he has to be the fish out of water yeah luther's okay. too in that's but, why you get I, the, I mean but i do love great... seeing any movie that luther's in yeah i yeah. i love when he shows up at the end like you know yeah. he's still connected all, like i i love that you know i i don't know i i think ghost protocol works better than it doesn't but it's yeah good no, movies it's all fair. around good, good movies, movies all around even yeah. two two is so fucking two fun. is so fucking good. so much it, fun. Has, really it still bad. has the best mask reveal still the best mask reveal. Oh, and also the best iteration of the mission impossible theme with limp biscuit throwing the oakley's exploding behind him <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> oh, anyway, that was Mission Flash. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, we, that kind of tells you what are now gonna... is of the Flash. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> we, we are now leaving Mission Impossible Brown HQ and heading back out to the wider world of the DC Universe for Volume <laughs> 10 of The Flash. Let's dig into this. Um, you're probably going to notice we might speed through a bit of this. <laughs> <laughs> we all got a touch of the speed force in us, huh? We sure I got did. like I did get kind of through this volume really quick. Um, <laughs> so what I was hoping to be excited boring. for to quickly turn into like indifference. Um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. This really is that period of time. Um, uh-huh. We tried to be as complimentary as we could last week because Jacob actually enjoyed that volume. <laughs> don't don't understand. Don't understand how. Baffling. It just it happened. It just happened. Um, yeah. So, I like bad things sometimes, you know. It's, boy, I, don't no matter you. how how bad uh, it is, it's real fun. Issue fifty eight starts off in Badnesia, where Iris and Barry are doing their thing. Um, this also introduces us to Rafa Sandoval on pencils. Fucking love Rafa Sandoval. I love Rafa Sandoval. Especially Rafa Sandoval drawing the flash. Holy shit. I mean, let's, let's talk about just the character progression here for Rafa Sandoval of the last time we saw Rafa Sandoval on this podcast was ultimate enemy, ultimate doom, ultimate mystery or whatever. Uh, ultimate doomsday trilogy. The Ultimate Doomsday Trilogy, which is beautifully drawn. Uh, my mind has leveled up so hard. Holy this is shit. so fucking gorgeous. This uh, is incredible. This He's feels so like this feels like uh, um, Eric Powell almost a little bit, like more streamlined. I could see yeah, that. I, 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 yeah, I would say a little more yeah. But also, yeah. I love the way... And it, it's it's also a problem, but I love the way that Rafa Sandoval draws Barry as an absolute fucking unit. 
Like yeah. he, is, he is not given like the runner body. He no, is jacked he's a to the fucking one's... gills. Yeah, he's yeah. hot as fuck. Like the page <laughs> where he's lifting up the criminal that he was yeah. chasing. Like holy like, shit. Like Jesus Christ. Holy shit. He is a with a little butt though. Here's, that's the only butt. problem. He's got a little butt. Well, we can't all be Dick Grayson. And we see Barry and Iris doing their thing, and they are being they're trying to track down the forces, and they find themselves in the crosshairs of Gemini, this little uh, husband and wife duo, which honestly goals, who are using this technology, these gauntlets that allow them to pull some of the force energy that they can then use both as a way to keep themselves immortal as well as use offensively like they use some of the strength force and kick the shit out of barry um causing the collapse of this historical building but the two of them are so desperately fucking in love that it's kind of impressive in a way mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of a shame that they're a total drip it's yeah i feel like as soon as they show up the energy from this book just disappears just drops. <laughs> like they they actually suck the force out of this book weirdly enough which is what they're there for belladonna and santiago which let me just tell you if i've ever heard two names taylor made for a spy kids movie it's oh belladonna and santiago oh my god like, i mean sexy yeah, names. yeah sexy names sexy names hey and both of them also good do- hair good hair <laughs> also did you imagine that they were just both singing to each other when they would talk to each other and going like angel of music uh, beside you you know <laughs> well they do have the classic uh theater masks which is kind yeah. of fun i do enjoy yeah. that um yeah. that's kind of what i got from them <laughs> but the two of them get a taste of barry's speed force and they're like oh shit that's the good stuff we want more yeah. of that yeah, I like that Belladonna's like super happy for it. She's like, whoa, have you had this? Like, have you tasted this shit? This rules. <laughs> it's the first time Ooh, bringing like somebody first... to a local place. Yeah. J- Jacob, it's the first time we went to first time we went to Burgers Never Say Die with John. That burger place oh here, in, here in Glendale. Burgers never say die. Bro, best burgers in LA. Holy no shit, question. really? Jesus. I still he still has the straw. I still have the metal straw. They they have this cheese sauce. I still that have they the metal straw house. from when we went there, and and with this cleaner, it will suck out your soul. Oh. Oh my God. It is incredible. Great place. Whoa! When you visit, we'll shit. Go. Uh, All right, bet it will deep so, fry it and cover it in that cheese, man. <laughs> yeah. So bet. we see um, Barry and Iris are like, okay, you know what? We are going to go to Gorilla City, try and get some answers, but they find, oh, God, everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to Chapter 59. Uh, a little bit of flashback with uh, Barry <laughs> and King Solovar. I love, love Solovar. That. Love that. Uh, again, though, simpler still, times. Still upsetting. Anytime we get one of these flashbacks and he's in the fucking New 52 suit. It bums me the fuck out. It, it, really ge- does. it genuinely upsets me. <laughs> there's a panel in the last issue where he's like putting on his suit and it's i mean again fucking gorgeously drawn by rafa sandoval yes. where it's coming out of the ring and uh-huh. i'm like oh yeah that's right because he's got the ring now and then you but you see the mask in the profile yeah. with the fucking chin strap yeah. I'm like god damn it like 
Let me just have a win. Why is Hunter the only one running around in a <laughs> no. real flash suit right now? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. So, Barry and Iris check out the ruins of Gorilla City. Someone fucking tore through here. And mm. they find out that... Someone went ape. Uh, so they they go deeper into Gorilla City. They find evidence of the other forces. And then they're attacked by some gorillas. Uh, we find mm-hmm. out that these gorillas are, in fact, robot gorillas, which makes them twice as dope. Twice as dope. That's so sick. And after defeating the robot sentries, they are encountered by a trio of gorilla scientists. And is it just me? Or did I want more from these gorilla scientists? Uh, like, you know, it them, is not just you. I want them to be supporting characters. Yeah. You know what they should do? They should go and live in uh, Barry's apartment with Commander Cole. With Commander Cole? And then just be the tech group. Like, Holy fuck. give me that. Just them with Commander Cold. That's a yeah. comic. Yeah. That sounds and, good. And so they take Barry and Iris and they're like, hey, we know all about these forces. We need you to... Uh, see this and we get this fucking giant hologram of solovar there's no reason this needs to be as big as it is there's just no, no reason and no. he promises no, to tell the fuckery. yeah he promises to tell the uh the secrets and the truth behind the speed force uh meanwhile at the entrance to gorilla city gemini have caught up uh, and then Solovar lets us know about the backstory behind the forces. We have the Speed Force, the Strength Force, the Sage Force, and the Still Force. And all of them used to work in harmony before the bad times came. And three of them were basically blocked behind the Source Wall, leaving only the Speed Force behind. So they go to check in with Commander Cold, speaking of Commander Cold, who is busy fighting Razor. It's not the only time he's busy in this volume. Dude, get fucking right. And you know Here's what? the thing. Good I'd rather Henry. read the Commander Cold Bizet. book. Straight up. <laughs> I'd Straight rather read up. that book. <laughs> Just Commander Cold and his detective girlfriend, like, hooking yeah. up and fighting crime. Yeah. That sounds sick. Sick as fuck. <laughs> That sounds fun. <laughs> and Commander Cold is able to take out Razor while also transmitting and uploading data for Barry and Iris. To his goggles. He's, he's too good at this. Yeah. He is too good he, at this. He, yeah. He's way too good for this century, man. That's the thing. And so Barry and Iris decide, all right, we got to go Commander out. Cold in the 24th and a half century. <laughs> <laughs> so... We find out that uh, Cordo Maltese is uh, showing some signs of the strength force. So Barry and Iris race off. Can I ask a dumbass question? Go for it. I know I could just look this up, but don't. Don't I'd like to. I'd I'd just like to ask a dumbass question. Cordo Maltese. Yeah. Is that real? No. Is that just a place in DC? That is just a place place in in DC, DC, right? Yeah. Because that's that's the place from Dark Knight Returns, and that's why everybody uses Cordo Maltese. And also Batman eighty right. nine. I Vicky I Vale thought... got her start on the on the X. Oh piece right, with the oh, with yeah. the fucking pictures. Yep. Yeah. Right. See, I'm old as fuck, boy. Right. Shit. I'm I totally forgot about Cordo Maltese. You, know, uh, you want to talk about old as fuck <laughs> tomorrow as you're listening to this. <laughs> The existential crisis was wonderfully timed, buddy. <laughs> Great comedic timing, as always. Uh, Thank you. 
You want to you want to talk about old? When you say quarter more Maltese, I thought, hey, that's the place where dreams are made of. Huh? What? Beat Falcon Maltese. Fuck uh, you, are old, Jacob. The, the, the yeah, the the Falcon Maltese. That's the way I thought of it. it was the Maltese just, Falcon? Uh, oh, the Maltese Falcon. Oh Maltese my Falcon, God! Yeah. Oh Jesus yeah. you are Christ! Fucking okay, old, yeah. that's so funny. Uh, exactly. <laughs> That's the so, that's where that stupid quotes from, and yeah. I was just like, oh, that's yes, right. That's exactly where the quote is from. Oh, good lord! So we see Gemini <laughs> show up and absolutely murk one of the gorilla scientists while draining the life out of the other one. And uh, yeah, what the hell? Questions. They're they introduce dicks. these cool as fuck trio of of monkey scientists with cool headgear. And then they off two of them immediately. Bullshit. Sad. Bullshit. So we get to Coto Maltese. <laughs> Don't. So we get to Coto Maltese uh, just in time to see a riot Did breaking out. And why is this? Because we have our strength force avatar, Fuerza. Which Sorry, honestly. Which honestly, <laughs> mommy. Me mucho gusto verme en la parte. Bienvenido. Chapter sixty starts on a train to Africa. There has nothing to drag me away from you. Uh, we see Gemini oh, on this train. Oh, that's what it was. I'm so sorry. What? Um, yeah. Dead Reckoning had Sean Connery as Sean Connery energy because it was Russia with love with the whole last end of it. That's what it felt. I do when it comes when it comes That's to Dead Reckoning, I, I do to love it. Y'all know how much I love a train set piece. I mean, you hey, know how I'm trying to do, baby. No, I'm I tried to too. The Wolverine. Incredible. I, I included a train yeah. sequence in my Superman pitch. Yeah. Like, that's how yeah, much I baby. fucking love train sequences. The entirety of Bullet Train. <laughs> I still haven't seen that yeah, movie. Baby. That's um, fine. We <laughs> it has see... a couple really good performances. <laughs> I'm Snowpiercer. Sure. It's a great cast. Oh, Snowpiercer, great movie. <laughs> great fucking movie. And a great sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah great movie if you like eating babies, too. you sick fucks. Hey, they don't eat babies. <laughs> They eat, they eat the sick and die. They don't eat babies. They force the babies the into working for babies. working into the train. They do eat different. babies. Those are different. Those are different. <laughs> they do. They do it's explicitly say that they eat the babies. <laughs> that is untrue. Yeah. So we see Fuerza fighting I with mean, the Flash. They just they just turn him into Soylent Green. It's okay. No, they turn cockroaches into Soylent Green. They turn mm. cockroaches into those little protein blocks. Oh, God. So we see uh, Fuerza fighting Barry and absolutely rocking his shit. She uh, is mommy. That is, is mommy. Like, you, you were right about that. She is, she is we're talking a or We're talking M-A-M-I, mommy. Yeah. See, oh, yeah. We see uh, Fuerza is also <laughs> dealing with colonel or general thunderbolt ross apparently who yeah is... yeah fucking cable over here i know right? hey, <laughs> he knows that the future of international espionage rests on the shoulders <laughs> of iris west okay he knows it so barry he knows that because she has history she has ties with the future it's true you know she it's has true. history she has been to the future you you're right so yeah 
you're right. <laughs> so we see Flash and Iris meet up with Fuerza. Barry immediately outs himself <laughs> as Barry <laughs> Allen. And Iris is like, what the fuck are you doing? This volume, when I got to that bit, I was like, oh, right. This is the most TV show of all of them. Yes. <laughs> this is yes. when it gets really, really Flash TV show with no budget. 100%. Because that's some real CW shit that he would pull. Because fucking <laughs> everybody who had superpowers, you're just like, listen, my I'm name's Barry Allen. Because my name is Barry Allen. <laughs> And I'm the like, fastest man alive. Leave your fucking mask on. What are you doing? <laughs> God damn. And I so, get it. You're hot. But like, leave the mask on, bro. Like, I get Jesus. it. <laughs> I mean, it is Grant Gustin. Come on. He's uh, Mr. Grant Gustin. He's very attractive. Yeah, yeah. And so we see Fuerza like, get the backstory. Put your shirt back on. We know you have the six pack. We-, <laughs> we get it. We get it. Put the pants back on. We know you have a hog. What? It's okay. We it. We're thirsty. Huh? So Fuerza huh? shows what? off her little uh, mountain retreats community <laughs> with her people um, who are all trying to escape the oppression of Cauldron. Back in Central City, uh, Commander Cold and... Uh, Cauldron! <laughs> Detective Burns? The Detective Burns! It's Cold and Burns! Cold and Burns! Gotta love it! Their thing. Come on, um, that's good. That's good comic booking. It is right good there. comic booking. That's some good shit. It is good comic booking. Somebody planted that. Oh, that was man. that's good writing. It that's is good, good writing. writing. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so we see Fuerza uh, introducing her community to Flash. Flash understands. Okay, this is we need to preserve this uh they're then beset upon by explosions at the uh at their community while they're out getting groceries cauldron's there (laughs) with his people and he's got a gun or a gauntlet that shoots out bubbles but they're not really bubbles it's a goblin it's a goblin gauntlet it's a gobbo gauntlet gobbo gauntlet it's a gobba gauntlet. It's the fucking it's... worst dish my mother makes. The gobba gauntlet. Let me the tell you. Gobba gauntlet. Let me it's fucking tell you. You have to eat twelve different types of gobba oh one after the other until you. Burst. Oh my god, the gobba gauntlet the gobba is gobba exhausting. Gobble. Oh my god, that's an all-day affair. That's a whole thing. Gobble. The only person who's gone all twelve courses Thanos is Uncle Vinny. Oh, Uncle Vinny, cousin tried. Uncle cousin Vinny. tried. Couldn't do it. Fucking do it. Couldn't do, do it. it. Bill he's fucking a, Murray. He's <laughs> Bill Venice fucking can't Murray. <laughs> See, we're in a bar at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> God, we don't have time. We don't have time. I'm so uh, happy that you fucking fell in love with that show immediately. I fell in love with that show on the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. It gets uh, you immediately. Issue 61. Uh, we see this fuck. We see this fuck off in Zondia. Uh, we are introduced to Psyche, who is the this wielder <laughs> of the Sage Force. Psyche. Psyche. Uh, <laughs> uh, back in Cordo Maltese, Ugh. we see uh, Flash and Fuerza um, fighting with Cauldron's people. Uh, this is when Christian Deuce has returned on art. Uh, Again, looking this great. book just is better when he's drawing it. You know? It looks fantastic, but I do like the the visual through line between Deuce and Sandoval's art. Yeah, yeah, they are the two most. They're the two people who should be drawing so this far. Book. 
Yeah. yeah. So we see uh, Barry and Fuerza fighting against all of these fucking people as they are um, trying desperately to save as much as they can. And then I love that they set up this whole fucking threat for them and then they solve it within a page. So I, I still don't understand how they fixed it so fast. Can we can we talk about how they fixed it? Because no. it is just so miraculously see... solved in a fucking page with no real explanation. They explain around it yeah, and they do. don't explain it. Uh, so they say, hey, y'all, you know that thing when we put our forces together and then we win. And so that's what happens. And that's exactly they power ranger their way out of this. They shit. power ranger their way. And so it's hard. absolute <laughs> bullshit. It's so true. What um, the fuck? What is this? Like, <laughs> this is the Flash. He's supposed to be explaining this shit and showing it through and have a scientific like hypothesis and prove it. That's not what happens here. They're just like, hey, remember when we can do the cool thing? No, they like, did yeah, absolutely that. The they cool had a thing. hypothesis. If and we then put they our did forces it, together, like, we win. Yeah, and then you're right. They do it. It's the scientific right. process. You're right. It's the scientific so, method. There you go. Um, Fuerza wants to kill Cauldron. Flash is like, no, we don't kill. Fuerza's like, oh, fuck you. And she gets gigantic. Fuck you. <laughs> And she tries... a smash. Yeah, so she fights with the Flash. Um, her family comes out, stops them from fighting, and Cauldron is being taken into custody by Argus. Always love seeing Argus here. Mm. Um, Flash is it's like, hey. It's kind of crazy like, that Lila okay. didn't show up. Or John Diggle. Or John Diggle. Uh, we see uh fuerza and flash have a conversation flash is like oh come with me Fuerza's like no i gotta stay here so barry and iris race off and leave luisa with the rest of her madrigals and they race off to back to where they are going next with it which is sandia back in central city we're getting some cold burns uh, we are woof just they are so hot they're so hot. It's weird how it's, hot they are. It's oh, kind man. of they're weird how steam. hot they are. They're creating steam every time they get together. That's I'm so about this. The fire and the ice just, it's an icy hot. It's like a broken are... icy hot that you can't like get on your body perfectly where it's just like <laughs> too hot to be cold and cold, too cold to be hot. They are Ethan and Ilsa hot. That's how hot they Straight are. Straight up they are, yeah. So they head to, so Barry and uh, Iris head to Madripoor, I mean Zondia, where all of the <laughs> villains in the world find Solus. This is where they go to party. This is their Vegas. This is their Copenhagen. This is their Amsterdam. This is their wherever they want to go. This, this, is, this is their, um, uh, what's it called? This is, this is their South Beach. This is their Miami. This is where everybody goes to party. <laughs> This is their Cancun. Uh, so they're having a great time. It's their Hogsmeade. But yes. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, Barry and Iris get there and they're like, okay, we got to go in there, but we can't just be the Flash and Iris. We got to be incognito. And so they, so they dress, dress up, up as 
fucking Blackhawks? I guess. It's never established who fuck? they are. Pretending. They dress yeah. up as Gotham and Gotham Girl. That is who they are. <laughs> they but like are... high tech versions. <laughs> yeah, straight just Gotham and Gotham Girl if they didn't have powers. Oh, man. You're um, right. This is... I kind of wish my name is Fury spend... Nicholas, and this is <laughs> Hill Miranda. <laughs> That's that... I love when they get in the, and they are immediately embraced by fucking are. Magpie yeah. of all people. I fucking yeah. love, and it, it's just good to see Magpie after Superman, Batman, Public Enemies just unceremoniously killed her off. Hey, yeah, uh, Magpie, <laughs> mommy. Uh, holy fuck! A, a, a what a problem. problem! What a problem! Oh boy, I never realized I had a problem with Magpie. But <laughs> you know who I else do. I have a problem in that same fucking panel? Oh, Livewire! Livewire! Yeah, Livewire, who's uh, living it up right now. Everyone, I go read fucking, Superman. Go read Superman. It's such a good fucking book. Fucking hell, that book is good. Did you read that annual? Also, I it's. Literally like, next on my reading stack. It's very fucking good. Very exciting. <laughs> it's very good. Thank you. Also, thank you, My Adventures of Superman, starting off with the first villain being. Starting off with fucking Livewire. With Livewire? Live Hell really, yeah. We are. It's one of my favorites. I didn't recognize her when I heard her name. I was like, wait a minute. I know. Well, they that never name. say Livewire. And then she. Yeah. Exactly. It's the same thing that they did so, with, uh, with their Heat Wave couple episodes ago yeah. just calling her rory rory yeah oh my god yeah 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 instead oh of yeah. rory yeah. they're just like rory oh and she's heat that was fuck- i did it, not it says, put that together it says, at it's so all. it says heat wave in the credits that's yeah. why Holy i was like wait a minute what it's so fucking good the heat wave was in this we are oh in God, a golden age rules. of Superman media, right? I love now. that they're using that other villains. Rule. By the way, we truly are. My Adventures with Superman, Superman and Lois, Superman and all Lois. of the Superman comic books, and we're getting yeah. a fucking Superman Legacy. I am so fucking excited about. It's a good time everything. to be alive, y'all. Good time to be a Superman fan. Good time to be a Superman fan. Let me tell you. So Barry and Iris continue like nine... their way through Bourbon Street, and they He's Jacob and... is having a field day with Superman, <laughs> and they encounter. <laughs> Psych, psych, with uh, literally every flash rogue, including psych. Wait a second. Do you see? Zoom in, enhance, enhance, enhance. Oh my god! Mate, it's boomerang time. Cat oh boomerang, of course he'd fucking be Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Fucking, I love seeing him there. He's right there. Where He's in the right background. There. He's right, right behind Goldie Glider, he oh. is. Right oh, next to our boy right Paper, Cut, Paper Cut. Which I'm pretty sure Paper Cut's <laughs> still supposed to be in prison. Well, that's the thing. None of them are there because they're all illusions. You see, you understand yeah. that on the next page. It took me a couple of reads to understand that. Holy shit, you're right. I, I didn't even catch that. They're all that. illusions. Oh. They're all illusions from Psych. So... Except I like to think that Digger's the only Boomer one who's actually there. Boom is standing there and he's like, yeah, what the fuck are y'all doing here? And then they all fade away. He's like, oh, fuck. What the fuck? And he goes off and has a couple more drinks. (laughs) (laughs) We meet Psyche, who is... Is this automatically 
is this automatically good now, Eric? It's because it's automatically better than it was prior. So Psyche introduces himself as an okay. agent of Argus, sent here to infiltrate and uh, demolish the operations of Roulette, which if you're okay. a JLU fan, you like love Roulette. We love the to ultimate see problem. The one of the ultimate problems. One 100%. of the ultimate problems. Yeah. Uh, it's cool that Psyche is an agent of Argus, and that's why he has a helmet like John Diggle. <laughs> I thought he was looking a little Judge Dredd with that thing on. Yeah, exactly. Well, with the powers yeah. that he has, he is the law. I'm the law. <laughs> I'm the law. So we see site uh, give his backstory his real name is Bashir uh, back in Central City I love how it now says Central City home of the Flash and Commander Cole and Commander Cole <laughs> where we see uh, Commander Cole and, <laughs> and Detective Burns get trapped inside of a very specific fun house mm-hmm. back in Zandia we see a throwback and a real exciting thing for me. Roulette surrounded by the Batman Beyond Royal Flush Gang. Yup, specifically. Yeah, like that's baby. that's Melanie's ass right there. Fucking wild. <laughs> Even though chronologically, it absolutely cannot be. Can we down to the robot? Can we talk about how Roulette's got this baby, dress that like like shows off her fucking Holy like fuck. dragon tattoo on her tongue? That's so horny. She's she's so fucked up. Uh, <laughs> That's crazy. Incredible. Like her dress has an open <laughs> hole on the tongue so that you see the dragon tattoo. That's crazy. Uh, That's wild. That so, ain't real. So they get in there. They yeah. infiltrate. They're like, all right, we're gonna take everything oh, out. Man. I'm gonna make a distraction. God. And psych immediately. Psych immediately. Fucking pops Barry back into his Flash costume. He's like, look, everyone, it's the Flash. Get him. The and jackass. so we get a ballroom blitz where Flash has to fight everybody. Psych uh, rolls in and pulls knowledge from Roulette's Ball mind. Blitz. Ballroom blitz. Uh, Flash fights the uh, Royal Flush gang. And it's kind of sad because Magpie and Iris were were jamming they were vibing they were friends and then iris hits a straight face kick into magpie as all this is going on so they take uh they take psych out of there and iris is like psych doesn't work for fucking argus he's he's a fucking liar he's a con man and we find out that that is the truth and so we find out that Psyche actually is in league with Gemini, who contacted him before Barry and Iris got there. We get the backstory on Gemini, and Gemini immediately attack Psyche because fuck that guy, I guess. And they start mm-hmm. draining the powers from both Psyche and Barry. Mm-hmm. Which brings us to chapter 63. And. Commander Cold and Detective Burns are not in a good place. They are in a fun house, and they are not going to be having a fun time. Meanwhile, uh, Gemini is taking the powers away from uh, 
from Barry and Bashir. This is also uh, the introduction of Minghu Jung into this series, and I fucking love their art style. Good art. Good art. And so Iris gets involved. Um, everyone yeah. is fighting, get, allows Barry and Bashir to get a fighting chance. They do the thing where they're like, ah, oh, we'll combine our powers to fight and we win. Um, and then Gemini is like, ah, oh, we're going to fucking live forever. We're going to, you know, Goonies never die. And they try and kiss and their powers repel them, knocking out uh, Santiago. And stunning Belladonna long enough for Bashir. Together forever. <laughs> for uh, Bashir to come in and brain blast Santiago. Brain blast! And so Barry pulls uh, Bashir away, and <laughs> Santiago has been fucking. Brain drain. He's been fucking like gone. His brain is gone. He is dead. Um, and that's when. Bashir shows Barry the truth about the forces. They were not living together in harmony, the four avatars. They were in constant war over something called the Forever Force. And this is officially the point where I felt my eyes glaze over. No. Um, they're fighting over something called the Forever Force. Their <laughs> war almost ripped apart the multiverse. Bashir escapes. And we see that later on, uh, in Gotham City, Belladonna has been committed to Arkham Asylum. I don't know why she suddenly is insane and believes that Santiago is inside her mind, but insane. there it is. And they leave her in Arkham and they head back to Gorilla City to try and get some answers where they find our lone scientist friend who has given all of his fellow apes a uh, funeral pyre and that is kind of the end for that gorilla city and he's like i gotta go find my people who escaped to the forest and the jungles and he says before you go i should let you know that that's not the only thing we lied to you about um we thought that you could do this, but war's coming. I gotta go protect my people. And here, we have footage of the entity, not that one, that ripped through and killed everybody in Gorilla City. And we see... Hunter Zolomon, who is on his own force quest. Barry brings Iris back to Central City, drops her off because he knows it's too dangerous now, and then goes to race off because he always does his best thinking when he runs. And he's just kind of on autopilot here, fighting samurai, samadroids, droiderize, samurai ninja droids. And then he's encountered... Samurai droids. Samurai mutant ninja samurai droids. Yeah. Power Ranger Samurai. Yes. And then he is encountered by Booster Samurai Gold. Samurai droids from Mars. And Booster Gold has only one thing to say to him. Wally. Yes. Barry races off. He knows something's wrong. Something has gone terribly wrong. And as he arrives at Sanctuary, he finds the bodies. 
And that is where this volume ends. Uh, before we get into anything else, gentlemen, final thoughts on this volume and what was, if you had a favorite part? Let's go to Malcolm first. Oh, good lord. <laughs> no, it, it, I, I just, it's just very mediocre, man. And there's nothing worse to me than something that's super mediocre. Uh, I don't know. I just, the best stuff is the Commander Cold and Detective Burn stuff. That shit totally rips agree. because you get a slice of what you really want. I feel like this volume even did like disservice to Iris, you know, like by just making her just the weird tag along. Like it, it, it's just not, I don't know. All this forces stuff just sucks. It just sucks the air out of the room. Like so hard. It's such a bummer. That's fair. Uh, did you have a favorite part at all? Uh, no, literally, it's literally just the, the, anytime we see Commander Cold and, uh, and Detective Burns. Fair enough. That's just my favorite stuff. That shit uh, rules. Especially that, that bit of them, like, chasing down the perp on the, on the future bike. Yeah. That's cool. Pretty fun. That's some good. cool shit, man. Uh, Jacob. Uh, this is the best volume. Shut I gotta say, uh, get out of here. So this is, um, you're so toxic was, uh... for that reason. <laughs> Jacob, this, we've lost uh, you. We, we've was, lost you. Hold on. Was... Hold on, Jacob. We, we've lost you on it. We're, we're losing your audio. Jacob, stop talking. Stuff we're, like that. We're, we're losing you. Great. Am I, uh, you're lagging hard. Yeah, you, you've been lagging so hard the last like. 10 minutes yeah i don't i don't know why i've been lagging like this this part here um it's just now it's now doing it um okay, okay. the sage force now. is being drained from you jesus oh, serious christ all of the forces are being drained at this point okay uh, that, no okay, this, this is better it's fixing hang on <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay um because all right go ahead I'll, yeah I think uh, this volume was, in terms of like all these forces, um, it was a little too much just because I don't think he, I think Josh was trying to figure out something to do with these. With the idea of like these, this, this, this really didn't really work. This, this works. There would be other forces when it came to be the, the, um, the speed force, you know, it just felt like a, it felt like a tap into something that was um, very scientific. All these other forces feel like, oh, we just we're just making up Jedi moves and and powers. Now we're dis It's like if Disney took over <laughs> Star Wars, basically. But um, uh, it just doesn't. I don't. Uh, yeah, this wasn't kind of my jam. I think my favorite is like the avatars of of these forces. You know, like. Fruenza was really cool. Uh, I really loved the the gorilla portions of this because I'm a I'm a I'm a sucker for like gorilla technology. It's really fun. To make. <laughs> Who isn't? Who isn't? I like a gorilla. That. So and one of my favorite villains, the the Flash. So yeah, um, I think that's the the beauty about this is the end really it's it's this all was just to get to the to the to the cliffhanger at the end of the, the volume that's that's what it felt like 
yeah boy does this just kind of feel like filler it's weird um the volume like it it just it really does kind of fall off a cliff um i i mean my favorite part honestly is the art Mm. the art is incredible um throughout the entire book really really good stuff that's a default it's uh Yeah. yeah i yeah it's it's not it's not great folks it's not the uh it's definitely not the highlight of this this run for sure but up the room. yeah but hey at least it's over now before we get into next week's book malcolm we've got some emails so what time is it Oh boy, it's my great return. I've been planning this. I've I've really worked Ooh, on this I'm, a lot. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's mailbag time. All right. So if you want to be part of the Geeksplain Book Club mailbag, uh, send your emails to <laughs> geeksplain at gmail.com. Put Flash Fam Club in the subject header, and I will read it here on the Friday show. Um, so, first up, let me make sure I have it correct because apparently I can't be trusted to do that anymore. Um, here we go. Okay, so our first email, we just got a couple emails this this week. Uh, first one comes from good brother Jacob Goodhart. Goodhart. Uh, who reads, Dear Geeksplain Podcast. Okay, this is officially the weirdest Flash storyline hey, I think I've up, read. And that's saying something, considering Flash stories in general get weird pretty often with talking telepathic gorillas, time travel, alternate dimensions, and the fact that somehow getting struck by lightning and falling into chemicals gives you super speed. Or in Jay's case, vaping super hard. Yes, that is truly mm-hmm. Jay Garrick's origin story. Yes. Uh, I mean, I love the speed force. I love how creatively it's been used, how it will look with artist interpretations of it. But I also feel like the more you try to explain it, the less cool it becomes. 100%. I feel like when it's, I mean, when it's first introduced in the Mark Wade run, it's cool because it's treated like a danger to speed that if you go too fast, you'll become a part of it and presumably die like Barry did. Maybe it's conscious, but not in how it's described here. It's almost like a bacteria or something. It's alive and reacts to stimuli, but that's all. I mean, yes, that Flash episode directed by Kevin Smith about Barry in the Speed Force pulls on my heartstrings too, but this is different. Great episode. The good dinosaur. Uh, BTW, can we just say Kevin Smith episodes of the Arrowverse were super good? The Supergirl one that adapted the For the Man Who Has Everything story, but for Kara, that got me to actually watch Supergirl. Uh It just feels to me like this was made to be adapted into the TV show for a season, and then it was, and nobody cared. And then there's the Uh ending. I'll wait to share my thoughts on Heroes in Crisis when we get to it, but as a Wally fan, this fucking hurt me. And now we're stuck with the third best Flash, maybe fourth. I know that Bart Allen becomes Flash for a hot minute. Damn! Savage. And maybe just as weird news, I picked up the Spider-Man manga, <laughs> Spider-Man Fake Red. Apparently there was another Spider-Man manga series back in the day, but that one got like real dark. Yes, it did. Uh, yeah. Kurt Connors gets turned back into human, but gets eaten by crocodiles <laughs> at a zoo because Spidey couldn't get to him in time before he turns back into a human. That's dark, but you know, it's still better than Shed, where Connors eats mm-hmm. his kid. I know I give Zeb Wells a hard time, but seriously, what the fuck, dude? That's actually a good story. Yeah, that's that story's actually a really great. good story. 
Uh, but anyway, Fake Red tells the story of a teenager who gets who takes up the mantle of Spider-Man who has gone missing and steps up to take yeah. the mantle. The twist, he's just it a regular insane. guy who found Spider-Man's costume in web shooters. And he has to actually do Spider-Man things like save the day and swing around town. I've heard it's a great character piece about Spider-Man and what he means as a hero, so I'm excited to read it. Also, my girl Cindy Moon is in it. Silk had a bad first introduction, but she's pretty dope. Spider-People who shoot webbing from their fingertips are automatically cool, like Ultimate Jessica Drew. Totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. For my question this week, it was revealed at Comic-Con that an upcoming Spider-Man story will focus on Kraven with Spider-Man in the black costume. Now, given that the game is coming out, I'm not at all surprised, but despite that, I'm finding myself asking the question, Why? Craven's Last Hunt is one of my favorite Spider-Man stories. Hell, you could argue that it's the best Spider-Man story. You could argue that, uh, despite how unlike a typical Spidey story it is. And like most good things, Marvel has gone back to it time and time again to try and recapture the glory of that story a number of times. Now, usually that concept isn't bad, but it doesn't really work because Craven is dead as the Russian aristocracy at the end of the book. That's pretty definitive. But even when he was dead, we had stories that focused on Craven, like the sequel, Soul of the Hunter, which was basically a response to a bunch of media illiterate people harping on the original story for quote-unquote glorifying suicide, and the Todd McFarlane Spidey comic where Craven appears with half his head blown off. Fucking what a trip that was. Uh, to the point of them literally undoing it and bringing Craven back to life, only to never yeah. use him in anything actually interesting until Nick Spencer put the genie back in the bottle as best he could with Hunted. Hunted is actually a very good story. I don't love the Nick Spencer run, but Hunted okay. is a good story. It's okay. Uh, which I know you guys didn't get to, but honestly, I like it for the explicit yeah. reason of undoing the mistake of bringing Craven back to life while also respecting what KLH was instead of being a cash grab. And I say cash grab because of that point, it's kind of what his new story feels like. I mean, I understand what wanting to capture that feeling of an older story. That's what Hunted did for me, but I feel like that's that's at the end of the line. That's the line of respecting the story they're drawing from and doesn't go past that line to explaining it for profit or nostalgia. But where is that? I, I think this is the question. But where is that line drawn? I mean, it's not bad to hearken back to an older story, but when we get something like Doomsday Clock, which is written by someone who clearly does not like Watchmen, I disagree. Uh, and at the end of, at the same time, we get Rorschach by Tom King, which both honors yeah. and expands upon the story it's drawing from. Is it who the writer is that determines the quality of the story and where it falls in those two categories, or some stories are just better off left untouched by other creators? Keep writing the lightning, Jacob Goodhart. Can I field this real quick? Field it, please. It all comes down to bias. Yes. That um, was exactly my thought too, so please. Because, Jacob, uh, you'll you'll notice that the hunted story that you're talking about is also a Craven story with Spider-Man in the black costume. <laughs> so it all comes down to bias, bud. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's the great sin of humanity is bias. We're all, we all have bias about something. For example, I have a bias against Nick Spencer stuff. Uh, you know, hey, that's just me. Which is uh, weird um, for me, considering our first episode of the podcast was the Nick Spencer cap run. I know, but I'm still sour about that cap run. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It was great <laughs> until the ending. I'm still sour about it. It was great until I'm the ending. I'm still sour about it. And overall, it's just done Sam dirty. Uh, yes. I feel like 100%. everything involving Sam as Captain America now is just trying to course correct from that. So I I have beef with it. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it, it. I'm excited for this uh, Spider-Man story. I think it's going to be fun. I like that they're billing that the title and that they're billing it as Spider-Man's first hunt versus Craven's last hunt. I think that's super fun. It is uh, fun. 
That's that's a pretty cool thing. Hey, listen, that Spider-Man book, the the current Amazing Spider-Man book, it, it makes some mistakes, definitely. There's apparently a line of dialogue this week that is super fucking out of pocket. But uh, really, there is there is one specific <laughs> line this week that I've seen online. I'm like, okay, I agree. That is a bad choice. Like, I'll, I'll admit that that's a very poor choice. But this run has been good. This last story was awesome. I will With take Doc your word Ock. for it. I loved it. I loved it. And I, I like that book overall. I, you know, there's some bad choices that they've made in that book, but that's, that's any run, man. Fair. That's any run. <laughs> As we can see with this episode. As we can literally yeah. see with Flash right now. Like, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Jacob did write two Flash facts since uh, Malcolm was not here for last week. He writes, uh, one, did you know that originally Mark Wade was going to make the Speed Force something else and, na- and the name Speed Force was just a placeholder? Mm-hmm. Until he came up with something else. He never did. I guess it's like Marvel says, Force works. Uh, <laughs> two, Mark Wade has one last Wally West Flash story that he didn't get to tell because he always wanted to have one on hand in case he got a chance to write it again. Details are scarce, of course, but he says it's the story of why Wally West hates time travel. And it's said to feature him in a Groundhog Day situation when he's trying to save someone's life. Uh, so basically the most unique situation we would probably ever see that Flash Power used. Flash has actually done a couple Groundhog Day stories. There was a gr- yeah. there was actually a really good Groundhog Day yeah. story in the final season of The Flash. Really good episode. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, him and Iris basically get stuck in oh, right. the Groundhog Day. Uh, Very good. Right. And our last email comes from Adam Stringfellow. Stringfellow. Good to see you, Adam. He writes in, what up, what up, Flash Rogues? Hope y'all are doing well and having a good week so far. Also, Malcolm, sorry that you were feeling sick last weekend. Hopefully you're doing better and feeling much better now, though. Also, real quick mental health check. How are y'all doing lately? All right, Jacob, mental health check. Oh, I'm in a constant state of frustration, so we're good. Great. Malcolm, (laughs) mental Malcolm, mental and physical health check uh physically i'm fine i'm better uh here's a fun thing uh listeners i threw up so hard last week that i burst blood vessels in my eyes so my eyes look really <laughs> fucking bad pictures and we were uh, like what the hell are so you fun. dying they and they look a lot better than they did but they looked really really bad um yeah so that's pretty fun that's really exciting uh uh, 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 uh mentally yeah i'm fine man i'm chill I ain't got nothing going on. I'm Hell chill. Yeah. I'm going to go to my mom's after this. Hell I'm yeah. Good. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Hooray. He writes, also, also, what the fuck, DC? Why is Jace Fox Batman comic canceled? Is Jace going to show up anywhere else in comics or what? Fuck it. Just no. let me write a 12-issue miniseries with Jake or Jason Duke Thomas teaming up in New York. Jason... Uh, duke dealing with their complicated oh jason luke dealing with their complicated brother issues with each other and jace going up against lincoln march's owl man and the mega racist court of owls uh adam gave that pitch a while back and it's still fucking genius i still think about it all the time uh he writes give me that to do and i can promise you legally printed money anyway so i saw Oppenheimer twice in theaters and it's definitely one of my favorite films of the summer for my Jesus. question to the three of y'all this week if you could pick a that's six hours if I you know, could pick a comic book so character jealous. I still haven't seen it or Barbie yeah. I'll get there 
Uh, if you could pick a comic book character that got the Oppenheimer treatment, meaning a character piece where they did something terrible in the name of the greater good at the cost of their humanity, who would it be and why? Not only that, but who would you want to write that story? For example, if I were to pick a character to get the Oppenheimer treatment, I'd choose Cyclops. I'd love to see a story where he becomes more and more extreme to the point of becoming the new Magneto of sorts. Not only oh. that, but to pen it, even though his work is very hit or miss for me, I'd choose Tom King. I'm not really a fan of how he makes some characters seem and act robotic, especially Batman disagree but i'd feel like tom king would have a great grasp on scott summers maybe having scott's stoicism be a form of his coping mechanism for the entire mutant race falling onto him and how the choices he makes for the sake of mutants morally corrupts him more and more but yeah that's just my example of what i'd love to see and would love to hear what y'all's examples are take care rogue stay safe and i'll catch the three of y'all next week all the best and much more adam um that's an interesting question uh my first thought was Hank McCoy. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, who is kind of already doing that? Who is already yeah. doing that? He's he's a little bit the Oppenheimer of comics right now. That is uh, a great poll. Hank McCoy, the Oppenheimer uh, it, of mean, Marvel comics. And it'd have to be Ben Percy writing it. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of is. Uh, he's kind of already also, doing that. You bring up Tom King. Tom King kind of did that with Strange Adventures. Totally agree. Yeah. Strange Adventures is very much that exact I just reread that recently. And yes, that's absolutely an Oppenheimer book. That's an Oppenheimer book. Yeah. That is a good point. It's an Oppenheimer book with, uh, I, I, I don't know who investigating him, but, you know, somebody investigating him. He's probably and you're getting it from the investigator side at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, that's that is a great poll. Um, I don't know why I immediately went to Green Lantern. Um, I thought of that too. That's it's weird. Like, Which right? one? Which one? Mind. I think you could like obviously the easy go to is a Guy Gardner story about him just yeah. being terrible. But y'all remember when John Stewart blew up a planet? Oh, oh stop. yeah, I don't I, want that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Every John Stewart story is just about that. Parallax. It's so there's that. Parallax. Parallax is also a great pull if you recontextualize Parallax. Parallax. Yeah. I would love. So here's the thing. And I've talked about this before, and you can call me toxic, whatever you want to do. I love the storyline from Marvel Comics entitled The Trial of Jean Grey. It's a crossover between the X-Men and the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a... Malcolm's shaking his head at me. It's a great I know fucking this. story. Yes, I would I love... I would love for a story to start with Hal Jordan or honestly any of the Green Lanterns. Whether... I would, I would think it'd be great for a Kyle story um you know what yeah let's just it's either hal or kyle gets abducted by this alien race and put on trial for the crimes of parallax we oh have never God. seen this we've never seen a follow-up with the parallax stuff where good. he actually has to pay for his crimes and i think you could recontextualize it as hey legally kyle rayner you were the green lantern during the parallax saga you are being held responsible for this as that opposed to whatever fucking, you know, galactic law. That sounds you fun. have to go on trial for your misconduct and your lack of response to him, you know, annihilating a planet. 
will say. Wow. Like, so you think that could be a great fucking, and you know how much I love my, my superhero trials. Like, yes. Yes. I think you'd be incredible. You're, you're recontextualizing the uh, John Stewart episode from the justice league episodes where yes! he put on trial. Also a great episode. Up. Yeah. yeah. A really great episode. Uh, serious. You're giving me like trial of the time Lord vibes where it's just like that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. Like that's what uh, I really love that idea. Um, for me, I was thinking of Hank Pym or uh, some Reed Richards kind of uh, fantastic four. Reed Richards is yeah, fits so that, well. Yeah, because that's that's what I thought of immediately. It was just I thought of, I thought of Green Lantern too, but I was just because of the parallax idea. But I was just like, you know, you know, he's very much like this. It's pretty much it's Reed Richards. Let's I just mean, do a fantastic the Reed Richards. Ultimate yeah. Invasion is basically his Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah <laughs> seriously. Like it pretty much you is. You heard it here. Eric is on in 2023. <laughs> Ultimate Invasion. The Oppenheimer of comic books. The Oppenheimer, yeah. Like, seriously. And y'all can fucking quote me. Put yeah. that on the book. Put that on the full quote. Put that on the fucking book. <laughs> on that. the hard cup. Would that fucking use that as the full quote? <laughs> if there yeah. is a... If there is any publisher or anyone who knows a publisher listening my mark on comic books Holy needs shit. to be on the hardcover of ultimate invasion with the quote the oppenheimer, the of, oppenheimer comic of comic books, books. Bro, bro, Eric Eric the book Club. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who i have to talk to about this reach out that would be yeah. so pushed. It would be dude. the <laughs> ultimate Holy arc of us fuck. going from our ultimate book club to there. Yeah. To the fucking pull quote on it. Fuck. That'd be killer. Oh, so I funny. need it. I need that too. Well, like, uh, we gotta wow. get Hickman on. <laughs> we yeah. gotta get Hickman. Oh, we Stop. will. You, you don't fucking say that. It's gonna happen. I wanted it to happen. Me. It's gotta happen. I want it to, but it's not gonna happen. It's I'm totally putting that in the universe. Happen. It's not gonna happen. With him restarting the ultimate universe like it's gotta yeah. happen megan it's fitzmartin got... is gonna ha- is gonna be like hey what's up she's gonna uh, be our connection everyone go pick up the entire series of tim drake robin go read it yes. so incredible um, so you're so fucking uh, toxic um but yeah um... <laughs> uh, you know who would also be good for that kind of a story hmm. captain america oh fuck yeah, that would be because great. This, because That'd there's be an interesting rough. idea there to have a Captain America story uh, for honestly for any of them. Uh, really? But you could have, you know, Steve be on a tribunal and be like, hey, like what? What the fuck is the deal? You were around in the 40s. You're around now. Like you can't do this cowboy shit that you're doing. Like, no, you know, things who, just don't work that way. You know who would be interesting if you have Steve in the Robert Downey Jr. role in Oppenheimer? Oh, he's yeah. the one who is. That would be. Okay, pursuing this, and it's Sam who is on fucking trial, and that's what you should have had for the fucking that whole era. Uh, right. I was gonna say Tony. Steve comes back. Uh, I was gonna say Howard. Oh, that'd be good. Well, I I would say that too, but Howard Stark's dead. 
But how it's right. Stark, yeah. Uh, but Tony, but that uh, would be fascinating. And if they kind of they also lump in the Howard Stark stuff, since uh, canonically in the Marvel Universe, Howard Stark worked on uh, the atom bomb. Exactly. So, oh my god! And it's right after like Secret Wars, or like yes. right after the lead up for Secret Wars. Yeah. The time runs out stuff where they're hunting them. He puts Fuck. mud trial for all the superior spider or the superior Fuck. Iron Man bullshit. Shit would be wild. That would be yeah. good. And my head cannon was like Howard playing, like Robert Downey Jr. was playing Howard Stark, in my opinion. That's what oh, I that'd be fantastic. Him. But you know who they get Fuck. to defend Tony Stark? Fucking Matt Murdock after yep. the events yes. of Superior Iron Man. After the events of Superior Iron Man. It would be wild. It <laughs> would be fucking yeah. insane. It would be That's wild. crazy. Um, but yeah, Adam. Thanks Fuck, for, I want to watch Oppenheimer. I might this, watch it tomorrow. I I do want to watch. I I need to fucking find a block of just three hours to commit to it. But yes. like, I think it'd be cool. Um, awesome. He does have uh, PS here, and I'm gonna lump in his second email as well. He says, real quick, happy birthday, Eric. Hope you have a great birthday, dude, and please enjoy yourself. Thirty one looks good on you, man. Thank you. Yeah, Adam. Happy birthday yeah. to you. Yeah. Happy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I always forget how good your fucking voice is, man. Um, nice. But nice. because this is a sweet fellow joint, he did have a PS which reads, I don't know about y'all, but I was all about that Avengers Assemble moment in Montgomery, Alabama this past week. I don't believe that Jacob or I can uh, can comment on that, but I don't even know what happened. The footage don't lie. Y'all motherfuckers better watch the fuck out. (laughs) The footage don't lie. The footage don't lie. God damn! I love that folding chairs are having a real fucking moment. They're really fucking having a comeback. (laughs) Oh shit! Folding chairs have been hot this week. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be the hipster and say I was into folding chairs in the '90s when it was cool to hit people with folding chairs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, i also forgot to mention um i have had this challenge going on for reviews for listener reviews five stars uh written reviews on apple Podcasts slash itunes slash whatever you want to call it and the deadline was as you are listening to this tomorrow and we did it joe we did it, y'all. We did we it, got y'all. all five of those reviews. I want to say a huge thank you to the five reviews that did come in. Incredible. Just incredible. From Mullet Overlord, Invisible Man 11, uh, Ed Likes Things, Clip 326, and now our friend. Um, I want to make sure, let me re-pull up um, his email, because he sent this before. Here it is. It, it's from Kenneth. <laughs> So it's from Kenneth from Norway, um, all he's the way from Norway. Kenneth. Yeah, he's he's just Ken, and he is Kenneth. Yes, he's he oh got us over at, at the, we at the, not have planned that better. At the eleventh <laughs> hour, Ken was Kenneth. Um, Whoa, <laughs> that's awesome. Ken from Norway wrote this in Norwegian. Um. <laughs> He said, I left you a five-star review in the Norwegian Apple Podcast app. This was his email from last week. I don't know if that counts towards your goal. Also, since the review is in Norwegian, I will absolve you from reading it out loud on the podcast. I am going to try. <laughs> oh, my because God. Because you earned this, Ken. Yes. Uh, the, the review reads as thus. And I apologize ahead of time. More some positive og en 
in six full podcast om tagnesarier. Som emnetsir, more som positive og in it in six full podcast om tagnesarier. Oh God, ons dags show it hargode discus og discus genar og on mel meldeser mens for dogs show at har book clubs i know that one uh om langa tegnesarians som detser morsamt afolga ken thank you so much and thank you to all of our five reviews that we got you got us there you guys there we are officially a terrific 20 for our apple podcast reviews Thank you so much. This means the fucking world. Let me tell you. The best birthday present I could have asked for. Yeah. Happy birthday, bud. Happy birthday. (laughs) Bang a gong. What Norwegian word is that? Bang a gong. It's just, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's exactly. Happy birthday, bang a gong. Yeah. That is now what we will be saying at every birthday. It's what what they say. Uh, Go bang a gong. Happy birthday, bang a gong. Happy birthday, bang a gong. Like at the beginning of uh, Temple of Doom, just blah. Can't believe we got another t-shirt idea. Happy birthday, (laughs) bang a gong. Happy birthday, bang a gong. It's just a picture of Jacob. (laughs) Two thumbs up. Just a giant gong behind me and just like it's vibrating. And I'm like, Yeah. (laughs) but that does it for this week next week god damn it we have been leading to this we have been leading to this for over 12 weeks now because next week is heroes in crisis this is going to be the entire miniseries heroes in crisis issues one through nine as well as Wait, the Batman Flash crossover, The Price, which is Batman issue 64 and 65, and The Flash issues 64 and 65. Buckle up, folks. Um, synopsis goes like this. Welcome to Sanctuary, constructed in secret by Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. The facility is a hospital like no other. Here, superheroes reeling from their fight against evil use bleeding-edge artificial intelligence to process their trauma and return to the never-ending battle. But the sanctuary is about to be violated. Murder has infiltrated this haven. Now, the Man of Steel, the Dark Knight, and the Amazon Princess must seek them both, leading the hunt for the culprit behind this terrible crime. But the danger is deeper than they know, and unless they catch the killer, the secrets and the lives of every hero in the universe are in jeopardy. I covered this book years ago on the Wednesday podcast. I have not revisited this story since then. Nope. I am very curious to see how this story is years later. This came out in uh, 2019, I believe. 2018. 2018. 2018. 2018 sounds right. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is going to be a lot. Oh, boy. 
Malcolm, oh, this, this cover story. looks. I'm dreading this. Jacob dreading has never this. read this story. Jacob hasn't read this. I have no right? idea what this is. I've when, seen this cover before. Yes, everyone's seen this cover. Oh, everyone's seen um, the cover. Yeah. I when I was putting this schedule together for for this, I thought about leaving this off, but it's such an integral part to both Barry and Wally's story. Yeah, you, you, you have can't. to include it. You have to include it. And that's without even remembering that fucking volume 10 leaves off directly right into it. Into like, I completely forgot crisis. that. I forgot yeah, like, too, because I didn't read this it. volume. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. next week, Heroes in Crisis, issues one through nine, Batman numbers, or Batman issues 64 and 65, and The Flash issues 64 and 65. It's going to be a big one. There's a lot of issues we have to cover. And um, there's going to be a lot to discuss. So join us next week. Be there or be square, not a circle. That is going to do it for this week's book club. Until we meet again next week for the Geek Explained Book Club, I have been Eric Azana. I'm just Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm just a whittle Jacob Brown. Oh, you're just, such a whittle guy. Just a little guy. Everybody stay safe. And we will see you next time. Doesn't seem to matter what I do. I'm always number two. No one knows how hard I tried. Oh, I... I have feelings that I can't explain. Oh my God. <laughs> Driving me insane. Finally realized what you're saying. All my life, been polite, but I sleep alone tonight. Cause I'm just Ken. Anyone else I'd be attend. Is it my destiny to live and die a life of blonde fragility? I'm just Ken. When I see love, she sees a friend. What will it take for her to see the man behind the tan and fight for me? I'm just Ken.
Attack of the Force. Attack of the Force. <laughs> the, the Force Manus. Oh my Wait. God! The Last Force. Revenge of the Force. Rise of the Forces. Yes. The, the Force Awakens. Return of the Force. Oh, wait, that's already done. <laughs> the Forces Strike Back. Uh, this is yes. actually Flash X. This is Volume Ten. Whoa! Oh, yeah. The end this of the road. This is Flash begins. X. Flash hey, X. that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> the Force Saga. How do you choose? <clears throat> <laughs> Jason Momoa just That's the problem with having such a big family. How do you choose who lives and who dies? Jason Momoa being a straight up Batman cartoon villain. Yeah. Throughout the entire movie being, is hilarious. Being the Joker from he's, the Batman. Exactly. The Joker from the Batman. <laughs> Literally almost down to looks and everything. Straight up. Like, no question. It's great. He just needs the grill. It's crazy. All he needs yeah. is the grill and to just swirl around a little bit. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. He's just, just being so the just, Joker. The Joker. 